Welcome back to another edition of Crossroads and Culture. I'm Sean Bernard. I'll be your host. And today on our episode, I'm getting to talk with a really good friend of mine whose name is Holt Condren. And we're going to be discussing what does it look like to live a life of adventure? All of life is adventure. There are a lot of ups and downs. And and in our conversation, I believe you'll be able to take away some things. Hopefully, they'll be encouraging to you and helpful for you as well in this uh, adventure that you're living in life. Holt is a very successful entrepreneur. He is an accomplished outdoorsman, a gifted leadership coach. And he was something interesting is he was a the lead mountaineer on a team of scientists and archaeologists that went and searched for the remains of Noah's Ark. That is was such it's such a cool story, and you get to hear a little bit about that. But their their story is featured in the 2015 motion picture documentary that's called Finding Noah. You can find that on Amazon Prime. Uh, I've seen that. I want to encourage you to uh, to check that out. But he also founded an organization called Trailblaze Now, which their mission is to help people live out their dreams. And so our conversation on this episode is talking about that, about living life as an adventure, pursuing dreams, the risks that are involved with that. And I really believe you're going to find this helpful. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Holt Condren. So, hey, Holt, it's uh, good to have you on the Crossroads and Culture podcast. And, uh, man, I just appreciate your friendship. Uh, for those of you who do not know Holt Condren, um, he, is, uh, he is the founder and CEO of Inc. Custom Tees. It's in Maumelle, Arkansas. Uh, but he is also uh, one who has a ministry uh, that's Trailblaze Now. Is that correct, Holt? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, that's right. Good yep, job, Trailblaze John. Now. Yeah, that you bet. Did a little bit of homework. Of course, we've had a lot of conversations, and um, he is, uh, man, just a great friend. He came at a time in my life when uh, I needed someone just to to really befriend me. It was a difficult time, and I remember sitting down at Starbucks, Holt, uh, us yeah. talking over coffee and just having a great conversation, just connecting, and man, it was just so good. And uh, and I just appreciate your friendship, and so glad that you are giving us some time today. Uh, I feel the same way about you, Sean. I remember that conversation well as well. And yeah. uh, just at the minute we started talking, I thought, hey, there's just something here between us that mm. I wanted to continue on. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad we've, we've worked on the friendship and I've enjoyed our conversations over the past years. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we, one of the things that I admire about you is that when I think about living a life of adventure, and that's really what we're going to be talking about just for a few moments today, um, that man, when I think about that, I mean, you're the you're the guy that kind of to me epitomizes this. Uh, you, <laughs> I mean, well, you, thank you. You've written this book called Surf the Woods, and I'm going to put it up here, and you can buy this. I guess on Amazon or um, any place that great books are found. I've always wanted to say that, uh, but you can find that um, online and order that. It's a great book. It is incredibly good about pursuing dreams, even taking risks. Some great principles in there that I believe that you're going to enjoy. So I encourage you to get this, um, but. But Holt is one who really does live this life of adventure. He has climbed um, high altitude mountains, uh, just, just the sense of, of adventure. One of the most famous mountains that you're going to be aware of is Mount Ararat, which is where Noah's Ark uh, is said to have said to be. And actually, you went in pursuit of Noah's Ark, led an expedition, right, a team uh, and even yes. Amazon Prime has documented this. There's a, a, a film, a feature film documentary on Amazon Prime. So I encourage you all to go and watch this uh, called mm -hmm. Finding Noah. And so the, mountaineering has been, I mean, that's just been part, part of your life. So why, why mountaineering? Why climbing? What's it about that that stirs this 
sense of adventure for you? Well, I, I think mountaineering captures so much of what uh, uh, it, it, it resembles life in so many ways. It takes a lot of endurance to, to, to climb big mountains, just like life requires endurance. Uh, mountains are also, they're intimidating, but they're also rewarding that you look at them and you think, wow, you know, to climb that would be so uh, rewarding. And, and, and just the way it is with life, when you go for big dreams and, and move out into adventure, there can be great rewards there. There are challenges with mountains. There's ups and downs. There's false peaks. There's places where you want to turn around. There's places where you can get hurt. But there's just so many rewards. And uh, I uh, have always in, enjoyed uh, pushing myself uh, in places that that maybe are uh, take a lot out of me, but at the same time they offer rewards, whether it's in business, uh, whether it's at home and my family, or whether it's climbing mountains. So yeah, wow. That's anything about challenging mountains. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, Mount Ararat. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just heard a little bit of some of the stories about this and and about what uh, kind of what you went through in in your mm -hmm. kind of search for Noah's Ark. How many times did you climb Mount Ararat? How many times have you gone to? Uh, I summited Mount Ararat 11 times, but uh, over the course of four years uh, and uh, spent over 30 to 40 days in freezing temperatures at high altitude. Mount Ararat is, is 17,000 feet. And, uh, you know, as a comparison, the Rocky Mountains, um, the highest mountains in the lower, the lower 48 or 14,000 feet or so. And so uh, it's, it's, um, it's a high mountain. It's not incredibly high, but it is a challenging mountain at high altitude. And it's also, I'd say 17,000 is incredibly way. high. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's, it has its challenges and we, um, we, yeah. So for four years, I worked with a team of scientists and archeologists, which were trying to uh, explore underneath the ice cap on the Eastern plateau of Mount Ararat, looking for conclusive evidence of, uh, that this was the resting place of Noah's Ark. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, quite an adventure, uh, still something that I'm intrigued by. And, uh, you know, I'm involved with people that are still looking for opportunities there to go back and reasons to go back. So it's been quite an adventure, yes. Wow. So I want to ask this question because we're going to come back to Mount Ararat and, and mountain climbing. We're going to kind of weave this theme throughout our whole conversation. But do you, do you feel like that, that we are all born with this, this sense of, of adventure? Um, and, and when did you begin to realize that in you? I mean, was this as a young boy? What, I mean, kind of what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I think, I think all of us to some degree, I think there's, there's uh, some of us maybe a little more attuned to, you know, uh, certain kinds of adventure, but I think it's nested in every single one of us that there's a desire to, uh, to, to move away from safety and security in some sense uh, and to explore, uh, um, you know, difficult things and, and things that other people haven't done before and uh, that's why, you know, when I marry that to my faith, that is what faith is about. It's about taking chances and uh, and moving into places that are uncomfortable. So I think that we're all born with that. I, I do believe that that's the case. But I think we drift away from it so many times because moving in adventure means we've got to do courageous things. We've got to do things that are going to test our our skills, that are going to be hard. And, uh, and also, uh, 
You know, uh, you know, when I you asked me when I kind of sensed this, I uh, when I was 15 years old, I remember seeing a documentary about Nozark on TV. And as I watched that, uh, I was intrigued and felt a little called to it at the time, even 15 years old. But just as we all do, I heard those little voices that said, that's impossible. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And what, and then I even talked about it with someone and they were like, you know, that'll, that's not going to happen. And, and, and we're all talked back to reality so often. So we don't, mm. we don't go to some of these bold places, these scary places or these impossible places on adventure, because it just doesn't seem uh, either because of something inside of us says, don't go there. That mm. that's going to, uh, you're going to get hurt or that's not going to happen. Or, People around us will will say, let's just get back to reality. Let's don't go out there and, and explore these these places that may seem intimidating. Yeah. Well, now think about you know that this whole idea of pressing forward, doing some hard things. People saying you can't do something, and I think about what we're having, what we're experiencing right now in a culture with COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. talking about this incredible challenge. You talk about a mountain that's been before us, and yeah. you know, there are some who have have in the midst of this lost their dreams, I think, uh, have stopped dreaming. Um, Mm. and, and there've been people saying, you know what, look, it's it's really no use. I mean, no matter what we do, it's not going to move forward, not going to succeed. Um, yet there are those who kept dreaming in the midst of this and have seen this as an opportunity as difficult as it has been. Mm -hmm. And there've been a lot of people who've been affected by COVID illness. And and obviously we've seen deaths as a result of this and it's been tragic, but it's also been a toll on, I think of the mental health of people. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're seeing that I'm, I'm seeing that in conversations I'm having with people uh, specifically with those within schools um, and in ministry as well. Um, we're seeing livelihoods that have been affected by this, businesses that have closed as a result of this. And you own, obviously, Ink Custom Tees uh, there in Maumel, uh, making custom T-shirts. You guys do a phenomenal job. I had the privilege of working with you. You hired me on to work with you, and it was God used that to really huh. do a lot in me, in my heart, um, yeah. and learned a lot of things with that. But you had to make some shifts um, because mm-hmm. again, this whole COVID issue was like climbing a mountain and I'm right. assuming that when you're on a mountain, there just isn't like one pathway up necessarily. There are adjustments you have to make along the way. And if you don't, it could be very costly. Yeah. And so how have you seen yeah. this talking about mountaineering and climbing and this sense of adventure, even though this is really not an adventure we'd want to go on with COVID, mm-hmm. but it is the reality. Um, as you mentioned yeah. a second ago, how, how have you navigated how have you navigated this as a person, as a leader, um, in business yeah. and family? How have you ma- navigated that? Well, you make a good point about, uh, you know, when you're climbing mountains, uh, you before you even set foot on mountains, when you look up at them, you you know, you what I've learned to do is normalize difficulty, mm-hmm. normalize the fact that, you know, as I'm climbing this mountain, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, in business, with your marriage, raising kids, uh, you know, if you, if you have some, some idea that it's, it's, it's going to be easy, uh, then you're going to be disappointed. You're going to want to quit. Uh, and so yes, up through the 32 years I've had this business and, you know, I've, I've stepped up real close to bankruptcy several times and, um, and found, you know, uh, it's just about putting one foot in front of the next, making adjustments, just like you say. And I think with COVID, We've experienced this again. 
Uh, I can remember when many of my clients began to call and say, hey, we're canceling our events, we're canceling our camps for the season, something we relied on uh, and have is a big part of our business. And uh, I just I just said, Lord, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to keep coming to work, putting one foot in front of the next, finding out how I can navigate through the day and trusting you that you'll make a way. And so we we have that's what we've done here at at our company is. Uh, you know, we've we've come to work and we've made adjustments with how we interact with people online. We've made adjustments with the kind of products that we produce for a while we were producing. And we still we still are. Uh, you know, we've moved from a T-shirt company that did predominantly T-shirts to a company that also supplies masks as well. Yeah. So I think you just have to make adjustments. And uh, but so many people, I think, often, uh, you know, and uh, and you get trained for this at a young age when you see the obstacle. When you see the scary thing, you retreat back to the safe zone and you call it quits. And and uh, I think that's not what you want, uh, you know, when you're pursuing those things that that God calls us to, you know, right. you, you got to keep moving forward. So good. You know, there's some things about life where you get to choose the adventure and then, then life also presents to you things that you don't want that are an yeah. adventure, right? And so yeah. that's kind of what we've seen within these last several months with COVID is that this is not an adventure that any of us would have chosen, but it's a path that we have to walk. And, and so in, in how you've made those adjustments and those shifts, I think have been so crucial and it shows how God has used you and your leadership ability and, and even some things that you've learned in this. And what, as you've walked through this, what have you seen? What are some of the biggest obstacles to living a life of adventure, whether it's something you choose, like, like we talk about climbing mountains or, when you find yourself kind of throwing a curveball in life and it's an adventure you never thought you were going to take, what are some of the biggest obstacles you, you, you think are, are face us when we are seeking to live a life of adventure? Well, I think, I think, uh, two in particular that come to mind when you ask that question is, uh, uh, one is our, uh, desire to not have to do hard things or scary things, mm. to not have to face difficult things, uh, and we tend to want to to uh, you know move away from something that could be a big obstacle to try to find a safer a safer route. Right. And uh, you know one of the things that's helped me in that is I, when I uh, I've learned um, that you know the path towards success around something to keep going up the mountain is to ask myself, look, what fear am I facing here? Mm. And normally what I find is, is if I'll look at that fear square in the eye, say, you know what, it's this hard phone call I need to make. It's this, mm. it's this conversation that I need to have with one of my employees. It's this financial scary thing that I'm going to have to walk right into and, uh, and trust God for. If I'll move towards those things that are scary that, that, that I might would want to avoid, I end up climbing one little place higher in the mountain, finding a new path around. The other thing, so one is just the ability to, to normalize fear as really a trail marker for life direction and uh, not see it as something to try to avoid, but something to move toward. And the other thing is uh, has a little bit more to do with just determined determination. And, you know, what when I face something like, okay, I've got to make some decisions COVID's facing us. This is mm. going to affect our sales. Uh, and I need, I need to make some choices. And so I'm thinking to myself, one question that I ask and 
Sean, you'd be familiar with this, is what do I not want to do today that I know I really ought to do? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes it's, again, it's, uh, you know, I've got to, I mean, I can remember saying, I've got to look my employees in the face and say, I, I, I'm going to have to reduce your salary for a period of time by this much. And all of these people that, you know, are relying on that and, uh, and myself included, you know, and, and just having to make those hard choices that you would want to avoid. But in the end, um, you know, uh, and, you know, they, they end up proving to be a part of the path that you've got to go. And so I just encourage people, including my, you know, uh, my employees, my leaders, my kids, hey, embrace fear, move towards it because it's going to help be a trail marker for life direction, take you higher places in life or help move you around obstacles. And the other is do the tough things, the things you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, move in places you don't want to do by, you know, asking yourself the question, what do I not want to do that I know I really ought to do and make that kind of a daily mantra. Uh, and uh, so those are two practices that I have that have really helped me when I'm overcome with an obstacle like COVID has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And, and even in your book, Surf the Woods, which again, I would encourage you all to, to, to purchase and read. Um, one of the principles you talk about is accelerating towards fear. Um, and, and that was when I read that, when I read your book and that was one of the principles that, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm the kind of person I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of conversations per se, but I don't go looking for them either. And yet there are some of those situations or moments that you've got to deal with that you're like, Oh, I just, I would rather take the easier way. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's never. And what we find is, is that sometimes those become defining moments that make yeah. things better or that allow the path before you to be a little bit smoother. It certainly has benefit uh, in the end. And so I think you're, you're touching on something, Sean, there. I think a lot of times the things that I'm afraid of are the conversations that I need to have. Yeah. You know, those, those difficult conversations, when I think about tough things, uh, it's amazing the conversations that if you have, if you move into, whether it's that phone call, I can remember even just a real practical thing when I was wanting to go and search for Noah's Ark, I saw that as a mountain that I wanted to step on. And, uh, and every time I would look higher and, you know, just I, I, for a long time, I just practiced research about it, trying to find out what I needed to know. Uh, but I knew there'd come a day when I was going to have to try to make a call to get on a team with someone. And uh, uh, every time I would think about that uh, conversation, I would think, what if I call this person and, and he says, no, that's going to just deflate my dreams and it's going to put me back down here. And uh, so, uh, but there is, there was a time when, uh, you know, the thing that I needed to do that stood in the way of me climbing higher on that mountain and be able to go and search for Noah's Ark was a, a phone call that I had to make, something that uh, I knew that I needed to do. And it was a fear that I had, but I can remember making that phone call. And, uh, and in this case, um, after that, that phone conversation, he said yes to my entry into his team. But there have been occasions where I've made those phone calls and they've said no. Right. Uh, and uh, and then you're just faced with, uh, you know, what I do to keep climbing, you know, on yep. the stream that I have. So Exactly. I mean, that's one of the things is that you don't, you don't uh, uh, give your dreams to other people. 
to crush, right? You hold on to those yeah. dreams and yeah. uh, you keep pursuing them. There are going to be those obstacles. It's going to happen. And I think that, I think another, maybe another key to that is, is that we need to anticipate there are going to be obstacles. We need to yeah. anticipate that they're going to, I mean, if we go through life and this adventure and think that there aren't going to be difficulties and hardships, then we're very, very nearsighted. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that there are going to be some things that are unexpected, things that we never thought would take place. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm drawn back to scripture. Psalm 23 is one of my favorite Psalms. And typically people read this at funerals, but it is so much more than a funeral Psalm um, where the whole, the whole theme of this is, 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 the, is God leading us. And we see the good shepherd, the great shepherd in Jesus. And, and when he makes this statement, the Lord is my shepherd, I have need of nothing. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And we're like, yes, that is exactly what I'm wanting. But then it goes on and says, um, but even though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, and at that point, we're like, I don't really don't want the valleys of the shadows <laughs> yeah. of death, right? Really, I'm, I'm good with the first couple of verses in Psalm 23, but let's yeah. don't go to that place. Yeah. But even though he leads me, and that keyword there is he leads me through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And it's oftentimes that it's through those valleys of the shadow of death that we find the really green pastures. Mm. Um, I remember when I was in um, New Zealand um, years ago, and I was doing some singing with a group down there and also speaking. And um, uh, I, they, they wanted to take me surfing. Now, those who know me well know that I don't do oceans. I, don't li- I like to look at oceans and I'll get maybe ankle or knee deep, but I don't do oceans because I don't do sharks. I, I do not want to die a tragic death of, of that. And so they wanted to take me surfing. And, and just the day before we were going to go surfing, they had had a great wide attack off the, off the shore there where we were going to be. And so I was like, this is why I don't go surfing. And so... Two guys that were my host decided to take me blackwater rafting. I'd never heard of that in my entire life. I hadn't heard that either. Yeah, oh, it's uh, huh. you got to do this. You, so instead huh. of climbing up the mountain, you go into the ground. And so there was like this little hole we had to climb through, and it was a little treacherous. And and my, my thoughts were like, this is I don't feel like this is going to end well. First of all, it's called blackwater rafting. There's something about that that just seems ominous. And so I climbed through this hole. We go through there, and we've got a wetsuit on. We've got a coal miner's hat on, and we've got these inner tubes that we're going to be using. And what it is, it's floating in an underground river. Uh, oh, wow. And you have these stalactites and stalagmites, all these different things. Oh, you have these wow. translucent glowworms. And what started out as fearful ended up to be one of the most incredible adventures I've ever had. I would love to go back to New Zealand and do that again. But I'm oh. saying all that to say this, that that – when you, when you accelerate towards fear, oftentimes on the other side, there are green pastures and there's certainly things that God's mm-hmm. teaching you, wanting to teach you that's going to make you better as a person, that's going to deepen your faith. And sometimes we stop and we just look at the hole in the ground and think, I'm not going in there. Or we look yeah. at the scale of the mountain and like, I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this. Right. Yeah. And so accelerating towards fear is so important. Yeah, I think that's, that's so true. And what, what I think you learned in that experience, and I've learned over and over again, and I think people can identify with when you take these chances, normally on the other side of those opportunities that you took that you were scared to take, you're like, man, that was so cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad I did that. I mean, you know, how many times in our life uh, have we seen that, but uh, but yet we can have a tendency uh, to go right back to the safety place. Right. Um, and uh, but I, it's it's so important to just remember, you know. Hey, there's a reward for moving into these places that may seem uncomfortable, yep. but that that's just what adventure is. I mean, adventure, yep. you know, we've got this idea. You can say, man, you want to go on an adventure? Yes, I do. <laughs> you, you, you want to be scared? I don't know, you know, 
yeah. but they go hand in hand, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man, we could, we could spend a lot. I, I want to have you back again and talk more about these things. Cause I think they're so important. Um, we're running a little bit out of time with yeah. this, but I do want to ask, a, you know, we talk about pursuing, you know, dreams um, and that there are going to be risks involved, obviously. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. So it's, it's, it's almost been, I've had so many dreams. I've had to narrow them down to some degree or prioritize the ones I really wanted to pursue or the ones I felt like got it placed in my heart. Um, but there was a moment in my life where I really, I stopped dreaming and it was like my dreams started fading or they even had, had died. Um, have you seen that happen with you some a little bit at times where, and then what, what happened that led you to dream again? Can you just answer that in just a couple minutes, two, three minutes? Yeah, I, uh, well, my search for Noah's Ark, uh, mm. you know, didn't end the way I wanted uh, and the way I thought maybe that it would end. We we didn't, uh, at least in our pursuit, find conclusive evidence of Noah's Ark. And some might say, well, is it over then? I say, no, I'm still on this mountain mm. uh, in search for Noah's Ark. Uh, and uh, I, I still have this hope and this dream that God has given me that he birthed in me when I was 15 years old. And so I think what you, what, what I continue to do is just look for opportunities that, that I feel like are, are, uh, you know, are, are God inspired opportunities. But, uh, so I, you don't, I don't think you throw cold water on it. You just, you, you say, Lord, I'm, I'm waiting for the right opportunity. But at the same time in my life, I've got a lot of other things that I'm that I'm uh, obviously involved with. I'm always looking for uh, what is something that God is doing that I could join with. It might seem intimidating. And I'm, I'm, you know, a mountaineer is on pursuit all the time, looking for the next big mountain that he might go climb. And, uh, but then he makes decisions whether or not that's a good one for him right now or not. And the same thing with dreams. I mean, I'm always in pursuit of something that's going to take me on adventure, whether it's a business uh, or it's in the mountains um, but, uh, I don't just, you know, I just, you know, I come to work every single day asking those questions. What am I afraid of? What do I not want to do that I know I really ought to do? And what I've learned is that God, if you pursue life that way, staying connected to him, he'll open up these little cracks and opportunities. And then you just step on them. You step toward them and see, and see if it's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest right now in my life, I'm in a little dry spell myself. And, uh, you know, this COVID thing has thrown a blanket on there. And, and so I'm waking up in the morning and going, Lord, I'm ready to do another adventure. But he hasn't just put it clearly in front of me. Uh, but it hasn't kept me from kind of having the focus of, of uh, what is it that I can see? You know, even this, this phone call with you this morning, this Zoom call, uh, you know, Lord, just being faithful in those little things and seeing where he, where he takes mm-hmm. you, you know, in the midst yeah. of that. So that's what my encouragement would be to everyone. You yeah. do have ups and downs as an adventurer. You just got to stay, stick in there and hang with it. Yeah. Well, sometimes and I think that's so good because sometimes, I mean, it's like slow steps, right? Trudging up the mountain. You don't yeah. make long strides. And, and even you've told me before that sometimes you'll, you'll scale a mountain and then you'll come back down a little bit just so you can get adjusted to the altitude. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's kind of yes, like the up is. and then down, up and down. Mm-hmm. And that's life. That's life. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but the yeah. slow trudging and moving forward, yeah. In times it doesn't feel yeah. like progress, but it's what gets you one step closer to the summit. Mm-hmm. And that's really what yeah. life is about. Yeah. So, yeah. And at times too, when you're climbing a mountain, you'll think there's the top and you'll get to it and it, and it'll be, no, there's more to go. 
and uh, and it's it's a false peak, and there's more to go. And uh, even sometimes from those false peaks, you got to come down a little bit, and go up again. I just got through. I got back a couple months ago from Gannett Peak in Wyoming, and had to climb one mountain and come back down to go to climb this other bigger mountain. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that's just so how it is with life. Hey, I just climbed this mountain, had to come back down, and now I'm climbing a bigger mountain. Yeah. But there's endurance that's developed in this process that I think God uses to take us to higher places. If we'll keep on, keep on going, you know. Man, that's that's so good. And the the beauty of it is that is that we when we reach those summits, different adventures in life, man, the view and the experience yeah. of that, and I'm not just talking about physically climbing a mountain, but I mean in life is incredible. But there's yes. always other mountains we have, and and eventually, yes. ultimately for us as believers, the ultimate summit is being with Jesus forever for all eternity. Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to that, but we keep pressing yeah. on and persevering. It's worth it. Um, we got to wrap things up, Holt. But man, thank you so much for for joining me today on Crossroads and Culture, and because we talk about what what it means to navigate issues of life, ministry, and culture, and I think this is part of that. Um, InkCustomTees.com. That's the website for Ink Custom Tees. If you're needing some custom T-shirt designs, needing masks, whatever you're you're needing in that in that sense of, of apparel. Inc. Custom Tees has um, a lot to offer you, not just the product they do, which is phenomenal, but the work culture, Christian values that are run throughout that whole company. Holt uh, leads that, and the team there is, is phenomenal. So if you're looking for T-shirts or apparel needs, contact Inc. Custom Tees, InkCustomTees.com. You could do that um, because I, I want to support their business. I, I, I worked there for Thanks, a little Sean. while. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but man, we are so, so thankful for you, Holt. Thankful for your friendship and thankful for our, our time together. Um, and again, get the, get the book, Surf the Woods. Uh, it's, it's available online. You won't regret getting that book. And I want to encourage those who are watching and listening that you would live a life of adventure and that you would not uh, give up, keep pressing on, even the difficulties of life, um, because it's always worth it. Um, to live a life of adventure. So Holt, again, thanks again, man. Love you, brother. Thanks, man. Love and you uh, look, look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Talk to you later.